Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 22nd day of December. Welcome. It's so good to be here with you as we center ourselves around the scriptures. Uh, We do that every day and we are winding our way to that one year point, which means we will have gone through the Bible in its entirety together in chronological order. What what an amazing thing to celebrate. I, I hope that you will do something, something to commemorate the moment, uh, whatever it is, big or small, just to really just to say, well done. It's not a reward because the reward is really the change, the wisdom that we gain and the change that happens from within as we learn the voice of our Father as He speaks to us. But this is truly no small accomplishment. This is a major accomplishment being in the Word every day. We don't do a lot of things every day as a disciplined rhythm or routine of our lives that betters us this is one of those things so well done to all of us together individually collectively and the great thing is you're a part of a greater community as well i hope that you'll do something to commemorate this accomplishment right now we're going to jump into the book of hebrews we are sort of smack dab in the middle of it today we're reading hebrews Chapters 7 through 10, and this week we're reading the Common English Bible. Hebrews, chapter 7. This Melchizedek, who was king of Salem and priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he returned from the defeat of the kings, and Melchizedek blessed him. Abraham gave a tenth of everything to him. His name means first king of righteousness and then king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or any family. He has no beginning or end of life, but he is like God's son and remains a priest for all time. See how great Melchizedek was? Abraham, the father of the people, gave him a tenth of everything he captured. The descendants of Levi, who received the office of priest, have a commandment under the law to collect a tenth of everything from the people who are their brothers and sisters, though they are also descended from Abraham. But Melchizedek, who isn't related to them, received a tenth of everything from Abraham and blessed the one who had received the promises. Without question, the less important person is blessed by the more important person. In addition, in one case, a tenth is received by people who die, and in the other case, The tenth is received by someone who continues to live, according to the record. It could be said that Levi, who received a tenth, paid a tenth through Abraham because he was still in his ancestor's body when Abraham paid the tenth to Melchizedek. So if perfection came through the Levitical office of priest, for the people received the law under the priests, why was there still a need to speak about raising up another priest according to the order of Melchizedek, rather than one according to the order of Aaron. When the order of the priest changes, there has to be a change in the law as well. The person we are talking about belongs to another tribe, and no one ever served at the altar from that tribe. 
It's clear that our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, but Moses never said anything about priests from that tribe. And it's even clear if another priest appears who is like Melchizedek. He has become a priest by the power of a life that can't be destroyed, rather than a legal requirement about physical descent. This is confirmed. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. On the one hand, an earlier command is set aside because it was weak and useless, because the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. And this was not done without a solemn pledge. The others have become priests without a solemn pledge, but this priest was affirmed with a solemn pledge by the one who said, The Lord has made a solemn pledge and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. As a result, Jesus has become the guarantee of a better covenant. The others who became priests are numerous because death prevented them from continuing to serve. In contrast, he holds the office of priest permanently because he continues to serve forever. This is why he can completely save those who are approaching God through him, because he always lives to speak with God for them. It's appropriate for us to have this kind of high priest, holy, innocent, incorrupt, separate from sinners, and raised high above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the other high priests, first for their own sins, and then for the sins of the people. He did this once for all when he offered himself. The law appoints people who are prone to weakness as high priests, but the content of the solemn pledge, which came after the law, appointed a son who has been made perfect forever. Now the main point of what we are saying is this. We have this kind of high priest. He sat down at the right side of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. He's serving as a priest in the holy place which is the true meeting tent that God, not any human being, set up. Every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices, so it's necessary for this high priest also to have something to offer. If he was located on earth, he wouldn't be a priest because there are already others who offer gifts based on the law. They serve in a place that is a copy and shadow of the heavenly meeting tent, this is indicated when Moses was warned by God when he was about to set up the meeting tent. See that you follow the pattern that I showed you in the mountain in every detail. But now, Jesus has received a superior priestly service just as he arranged a better covenant that is enacted with better promises. If the first covenant had been without fault, it wouldn't have made sense to expect a second but God did find fault with them since he says, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a covenant with the house of Israel, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue to keep my covenant, and I lost interest in them, says the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, after those days, says the Lord, I will place my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And each person won't ever teach a neighbor or their brother or sister, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least important to them to the most important. 
because I will be lenient toward their unjust actions and I won't remember their sins anymore. When it says new, it makes the first obsolete. And if something is old and outdated, it's close to disappearing. So the first covenant had regulations for the priest's service in the holy place on earth. They pitched the first tent called the holy place. It contained the lampstand, the table, and the loaves of bread presented to God. There was a tent behind the second curtain called the Holy of Holies. It had the gold altar for incense and the chest containing the covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. In the chest, there was a gold jar containing manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the stone tablets of the covenant. Above the chest, there were magnificent winged creatures casting their shadow over the seat of the chest where sin is taken care of. Right now, we can't talk about these things in detail. When these things have been prepared in this way, priests enter the first tent all the time as they perform their service. But only the high priest enters the second tent once a year. He never does this without blood, which he offers for himself and for the sins the people committed in ignorance. With this, the Holy Spirit is showing that the only way into the holy place hadn't been revealed yet while the first tent was standing. This is a symbol for the present time. It shows that the gifts and sacrifices that are being offered can't perfect the conscience of the one who is serving. These are superficial regulations that are only about food, drink, and various ritual ways to wash with water. They are regulations that have been imposed until the time of the new order. But Christ has appeared as the high priest of the good things that have happened. He passed through the greater and more perfect meeting tent, which isn't made by human hands. That is, it's not a part of this world. He entered the Holy of Holies once for all by his own blood, not by the blood of goats or calves, securing our deliverance for all time. If the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkled ashes of cows made spiritually contaminated people holy and clean, how much more will the blood of Jesus wash our consciences clean from dead works in order to serve the living God? He offered himself to God through the eternal spirit as a sacrifice without any flaw. This is why he's the mediator of a new covenant, which is a will, so that those who are called might receive the promise of the eternal inheritance on the basis of his death. His death occurred to set them free from the offenses committed under the first covenant. When there is a will, you need to confirm the death of the one who made the will. This is because a will takes effect only after a death, since it's not in force while the one who made the will is alive. So not even the first covenant was put into effect without blood. Moses took the blood of calves and goats along with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the law, scroll itself, and all the people after he had proclaimed every command of the law to all the people. While he did it, he said, This is the blood of the covenant that God established for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled the meeting tent and also all the equipment that would be used in the priest's service with blood. Almost everything is cleansed by blood according to the law's regulations, and there is no forgiveness without blood being shed. 
So it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be cleansed with these sacrifices. But the heavenly things had to be cleansed with better sacrifices than these. Christ didn't enter the holy place, which is a copy of the true holy place, made by human hands, but into heaven itself, so that he now appears in God's presence for us. He didn't enter to offer himself over and over again like the high priest enters the earthly holy place every year with blood that isn't his. If that were so, then Jesus would have to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. Instead, he has now appeared once at the end of the ages to get rid of sin by sacrificing himself. People are destined to die once and then face judgment. In the same way, Christ was also offered once to take on himself the sins of many people. He will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. The law is a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the real things themselves. It never can perfect the ones who are trying to draw near to God through the same sacrifices that are offered continually every year. Otherwise, wouldn't they have stopped being offered? If the people carrying out their religious duties had been completely cleansed once, no one would have been aware of sin anymore. Instead, these sacrifices are a reminder of sin every year because it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, you didn't want a sacrifice or an offering, but you prepared a body for me. You weren't pleased with entirely burnt offerings or a sin offering. So then I said, look, I've come to do your will, God. This has been written about me in the scroll. He says above, you didn't want and you weren't pleased with a sacrifice or an offering or with entirely burned offerings or a purification offering, which are offered because the law requires them. Then he said, look, I've come to do your will. He puts an end to the first to establish the second. We have been made holy by God's will through the offering of Jesus Christ's body once for all. Every priest stands every day serving and offering the same sacrifices over and over, sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when this priest offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, he sat down at the right side of God. Since then, he's waiting until his enemies are made into a footstool for his feet because he perfected the people who are being made holy with one offering for all time. The Holy Spirit affirms this when saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After these days, says the Lord, I will place my laws in their hearts and write them on their minds and I won't remember their sins and their lawless behavior anymore. When there is forgiveness for these things, there is no longer an offering for sin. Brothers and sisters, we have confidence that we can enter the Holy of Holies by means of Jesus' blood through a new and living way that he opened up for us through the curtain, which is his body. And we have a great high priest over God's house. Therefore, Let's draw near with a genuine heart with the certainty that our faith gives us, since our hearts are sprinkled clean with an evil conscience and our bodies are washed with pure water. 
let's hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering because the one who made the promises is reliable. And let us consider each other carefully for the purpose of sparking love and good deeds. Don't stop meeting together with other believers, which some people have gotten into the habit of doing. Instead, encourage each other, especially as you see the day drawing near. If we make the decision to sin after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there isn't a sacrifice for sins left any longer. There's only a scary expectation of judgment and of a burning fire that's going to devour God's opponents. When someone rejected the law from Moses, they were put to death without mercy on the basis of the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think is deserved by the person who walks all over God's Son, who acts as if the blood of the covenant that made us holy is just ordinary blood, and who insults the Spirit of grace. We know the one who said, Judgment is mine. I will pay people back. And he also said, The Lord will judge his people. It's scary to fall into the hands of the living God. But remember the earlier days, after you saw the light, you stood your ground while you were suffering from an enormous amount of pressure. Sometimes you were exposed to insults and abuse in public. Other times you became partners with those who were treated that way. You even showed sympathy toward people in prison and accepted the confiscation of your possessions with joy since you knew that you had better and lasting possessions. So don't throw away your confidence. It brings a great reward. You need to endure so that you can receive the promises after you do God's will. In a little while longer, the one who is coming will come and won't delay, but my righteous one will live by faith, and my whole being won't be pleased with anyone who shrinks back. But we aren't the sort of people who timidly draw back and end up being destroyed. We're the sort of people who have faith so that our whole beings are preserved. So we covered a lot of ground in Hebrews today, and if you do have the God of Your Story book, it's really good to go through over the last, uh, well, there's several days worth of commentary because we just hit a whole bunch of chapters. But let me read this one point that it really comes down to. The point of the book of Hebrews wasn't to convincingly talk Hebrew people out of their faith. Quite the contrary. It was to reveal Jesus to Jewish people as foretold next step in their faith. Hebrews was intended to unveil the ongoing Hebrew story within the context of what God was inviting his people into. The shadow of the Old Covenant was being replaced by an unbroken and unblemished New Covenant presided over by a sinless High Priest in Heaven. In the Hebrew context, this statement was almost too good to be true. To be told that sin was no longer an issue and the law had been fulfilled was too monumental for most, but it had been foretold. I hope you find that helpful today. That gives us a little insight of why we're going back to 
uh, Old Testament law and covenant when we just sort of freshly walked through the story of Jesus, his death, his ultimate sacrifice in giving up himself in our place. It's sort of a intellectual crash course in Old Testament law and covenant up to speed to New Testament. And uh, tomorrow we finish the book of Hebrews. I will say that I very much liked where we ended today. But we aren't the sort of people who timidly draw back and end up being destroyed. We're the sort of people who have faith so that our whole beings are being preserved. I love that visual going back to canning with my mom uh, end of summer and the harvest coming in and mom always made pickles in a jar or something and there had to be the thing that preserves the food that preserves the vegetables from from decaying from rotting from shriveling up and dying and withering away and usually that thing if you don't have a bunch of other preservatives was salt. And so when I think of our whole beings preserved so that we don't wither away, so that we don't timidly draw back and we don't bend in the wind, we don't fall to anxiety and fear, but our faith sustains us, our faith preserves us, our faith keeps us running the race of endurance and that doesn't mean we don't get tripped up that doesn't mean we don't have questions we should not shame those questions we should not dismiss those questions we should not silence those questions god does not silence us and our questions he meets us smack in the middle of it and we should be of the same mindset to sit with people in the questions. Often we don't want people to ask questions because we don't know the answers to them. We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. We don't know the answers, but the greatest leaders in my life, when I've asked questions, have taken me by the hand and said, I don't know the answer to that, but let's find out together. Let's explore it together. And I believe with my whole heart that's what God does with us so father I thank you today how your word transforms us how our faith sustains us how this message of endurance keeps coming up at the end of the book that we must keep going and it will be hard but we can do hard things we never do them alone Thank you that you are with us in every step of the process. Thank you that you are with us in the questions and you are the truth. You hold the truth. You are the way. You are life. And we have those things available to us. Thank you for always being with us. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen daily audio bible that's home base that's the website check it out if you have not if you would like to partner with 
the DAB. We thank you so much for your partnership. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you're utilizing the mobile app, look for the Give icon. It's up at the top right-hand corner of that mobile app. Also look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Uh, make sure you hit submit, turn the wheel over to chronological, and it will get to the right place. Counting the days down, my heart is grateful and my heart is full. And I look forward to turning the page with you all tomorrow. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Hello, today is the 19th of December, and I'm calling in from Ireland. I just, I've been listening to Daily Audio Bible Chronological since the 1st of January and this is the first time I'm going to be submitting a prayer and I just felt I wanted to submit a prayer just to everyone in the community who's going through hard times at the moment um, just everyone who who needs uplifting who needs their strength renewed just want to say that remember that the Lord is with you Remember to wait on the Lord and pray for the Lord to help you wait on Him as well. And as, as it says in Scripture, you know, those who wait upon the Lord shall receive fresh strength. Um, the strength shall be renewed. They shall walk and not get tired. They shall run and not faint. I just want to remind everyone um, going through hard times, especially when you may question why what you you may question what you're going through but just remember to wait on the lord and to remember his promises remember um, the promises is given to you and the promises is given to us as christians through scripture um and that's to remember his grace as well so the grace of the lord uh, is sufficient for us and we should always have joy because we have jesus in our lives so while we may not say that we are happy at the moment we can always say that we have joy in knowing jesus and we can also pray for those who don't know jesus that they would come to know christ because that's the most important thing we can do on this earth and just remember and to be grateful as well that we have christ in our lives to keep us and to uphold us throughout our lives good morning dad so this is tanya calling from suffolk i want to pray for a tiffany who's 38 with pregnant. I also pray for her husband. Heavenly Father, I lift up Tiffany to you, her baby, and her husband, Father. I'm asking that she have a safe delivery. I'm asking, Father, that you just touch any, everyone that come in contact with her um, during her delivery. Father, that, that you just count your angels upon them all, Lord God, and just allow um, the baby to come into this world with no complications. And I'm just believing in you for that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm asking, Lord God, just to touch the Father as well allow him to be to have uh, less anxiety as well along with um the, the delivery process because lord god we know that this is not an easy process but lord god it is worth it lord god bringing a child into this world is one of the most precious things that uh, a woman could ask for and i'm just believing in you right now father in the mighty name of jesus once again 
for a safe delivery for um, Tiffany, who's 38 weeks pregnant. As always, you guys, I love you all. Continue to be encouraged. Hi, this is Victoria Soldier. Just calling to pray for some of the dabbers. I want to pray for my precious sister, Melissa, who's pregnant. Congratulations. And who's on dialysis. I want to pray for her that her, that her precious baby will come at the proper time and that he will be everything that God calls for him to be. I want to pray for Candace from Oregon. I want to pray for her strength to be restored. I also want to pray for Jonathan from Denver. I want to pray for for, for his for, uh, procrastination. I want to pray for my brother who was thinking of quitting school. I want to say to him, just hold back for a couple of classes and continue to trust God. He is working out something for you. But you hold on that that He will give you the answer to whatever you are, whatever you're whatever you're looking for. I want to say to uh, to 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 those who are going through the first responders. I want to say to those who don't call in. I want to pray for them. Gracious Father, we just ask you all of the dabbers that have called and the names that I've called out. I ask you individually to touch. I ask you individually to have your way. I ask you individually to give them life and favor. I ask you individually to to, 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 to open up doors for them. I ask you, Lord, to supply their every need. You said this moment, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So must the Son of God be lifted up. Lord, help them to look to the hill, not give up, but look up and look up to you, and you will guide them, and you will carry them to where they need to be in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Have a good day, Dabbers. Love you much.